It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hey, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. On today's show, we got former uh, Ravens wide receiver Javen Hunter. He was in my draft class, also former Notre Dame grad, so we got to talk to him. But he's, more importantly, he's the dad of NBA All-Star rising rookie Jaden Ivey played at Purdue. So we'll talk to Javen Hunter coming up in the Hang on Ron Johnson segment. But today... Gophers women's basketball faces Penn State in the women's Big Ten tourney in Minneapolis. Lindsey Whalen said, be patient. Penn State is ranked 13th in this tournament. Should we still, how long should we be patient with Lindsey Whalen? We'll talk about that. And also, Aaron Rodgers has a timeline now on when he's going to retire, stay with the Packers, or pick a new team. We'll talk about that next, coming up on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, I'm Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We got to talk about the women's Big Ten tournament. It's in Minneapolis. So Minnesota is tech, quote unquote, the home team hosting the tournament, but they're ranked 12th. They got the 12th seed. What does that mean for Lindsey Whalen and her team? And also Aaron Rodgers was supposed to stay in his little cave for four days. He only lasted like a day and a half, which I am all for because I don't know how long I can last in the dark like that. But he put a timeline on his retirement or picking a new team or staying with the Packers. We'll talk about that. But before we do, remember, this episode and this uh, podcast network is sponsored and powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On, where you can make every moment more. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started today and of course the big 10 tourney and also the ncaa tourney is coming up so those parlays are going to be fire during the tournament you're not going to want to miss those but as i bring sam extra into the show sam i just want everybody to remember you can see sam's pretty face on youtube people you can also download the locked on sports minnesota app 
on your Amazon Fire or your Roku device, TV or whatever. But Sam, really quick, because we got Javen Hunter coming up in the uh, Hanging Ron Johnson segment. Lindsey Whalen and the Gophers are playing today against Penn State. Penn State's 12, Lindsey Whalen's 12. She said, be patient with me. Just be patient with me. She did get Mara Braun. She did have one of the top recruiting classes in Gophers basketball history and in the country. She got four McDonald's All-Americans to come play for. So it does take time. It's not like Jalen Rose and Chris Weber and, and, and that group with the Fab Five. There's a different type. Women, it takes a little bit more time uh, if you if you don't have, because they don't have a Chris Weber. They don't have a big. Like, they got a bunch of guards. So where does she find that size from? Where does she find that additional guy? That's where the Fab Five uh, got an advantage. Chris Weber and Juwan Howard and Jalen Rose, let's not forget, was a six, seven point guard. So she has to find a way to get all these girls in the game at the same time to be able to spread the ball around and shoot. You just watch them play Purdue. They could shoot the ball. And so you just have to get hot. If you get one girl that gets hot, that's all it takes. Because if they do beat Penn State, they move on to Michigan. And then if they beat Michigan, they move on to Ohio State, which Michigan, that's going to be a tough task. But Sam, if they lose to Penn State, and Lindsay did say before the season or in the middle of the season as she was losing, be patient. Do you think that they're still going to be patient with her or they're going to kind of be like, this is a game you should win. Why are you not winning these games? Yeah, and I don't even know if it's about this game or this tournament. I think it's just about the last four years. Um, her first year, they made the, the WNIT. They were 21 wins. Really good start. And now four consecutive losing seasons in conference. They finished 11th, 10th, 10th and 12th that that's a long time uh we're, we're past sort of the grace period i think for for a head coach and someone as legendary as lindsey whalen is obviously going to get a lot of leash yeah. um i know she lost a lot of transfers a couple of years ago transfer portal has affected the women's game too but i think mark coyle you know has has to look at the body of work what happened this season that led to the gophers only winning what was it 11 total games um and four in conference so while they could make a nice little run here in the Big Ten tournament, they could even pull a couple of up upsets. Is that going to influence the decision based on what's happened the last four years? So I, I think that we are getting to the point where the patience might be running out with Lindsey Whalen. Yeah, and we talked about this yesterday with Ben Johnson, you know, Gophers men's coach and Lindsey Whalen. Hall of Famer, WNBA, you know, great four-time champion, Olympic champion. Uh, you know, so she has the heart of Gophers fans. And Mark Coyle, I think, feels like he owes her a little bit, too. When you have a, a, a Hall of Famer, basketball Hall of Famer, not just women's ba basketball Hall of Famer, it's kind of tough to say I'm going to fire her because how much better can you get when it comes? She did a great job recruiting. Now it's just time to find some wins. And I don't know what that means or how she's going to get them. But Ben Johnson, on the other hand, we'll see in the men's Big Ten tournament what he does. Uh, but I don't think the fans have that same love for him that they do for Lindsey Whalen. So that's going to be interesting. But again, they play Penn State today at one o'clock in Minneapolis. Uh, so we'll see how that game turns out. I'll be watching. I'll be tuned in. And hopefully they can pull off the win because they are the 12th seed. Penn State's the 13th. So they should win this game, theoretically. Uh, but then they do face a juggernaut in Michigan. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Four days he was supposed to spend in this little retreat, this 300-square-foot hut or cave or whatever you want to call it. He spent a day and a half, Sam, uh, and now he's already saying, look, I'm going to I'm gonna make a decision soon. He came, he went on the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee, uh, definitely a friend of ours. I uh, enjoyed my time on the Pat McAfee show. But when you think about what he said, I got to make a decision. And so he hasn't thrown out coming back to Green Bay. But for Vikings fans to understand, 
if Aaron Rodgers does leave, because the timeline is going to pick up, he's going to eventually have to make a decision. We, I mean, is this going to be like a, a celebration or a parade in Minneapolis when, when Aaron Rodgers finally either retires because you saw Brandon Marshall. I don't know if you saw that on his podcast. He did a, like a, a typewriter letter congratulating Aaron Rodgers because he says he's going to retire. He thinks he's going to retire. So, and we know nobody's in Aaron Rodgers' circle, but Aaron Rodgers and his friends. So clearly nobody knows, but Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but if he does retire, is that a mini like parade for Vikings fans? Yeah, I think there there will be some celebration. I'll, I'm going to miss it though. I I have come to really enjoy that rivalry twice a year, just having the same guy year in and year out, who's kind of your nemesis. But once in a while, you get the best of him. It's been it's been great. I've enjoyed the last 15 years against Rodgers. So I'm not going to be celebrating necessarily. I think that Vikings fans though will see his departure and say, "All right, NFC North is ours. We are the defending champs." And we're going to be the champs now for the foreseeable future. Um, I, I'm worried about Detroit, to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, yeah I think I think there's going to be some people pretty pumped for sure. Yeah, and, I, and again, I told you on, on our on the Vikings pregame show uh, in front of the whole world, and I went on the Pat McAfee show and did it too, um, which I apologized on the McAfee show. I mean, it was what a hundred thousand people. I think it was a million views at some point, and I said it was a dumb pick when I made it. But look how smart I looked. I picked the I picked the Lions to finish second in the NFC North. And they'd end up doing it. Like it took the last game of the year, it took the 17th game for them to finally get there, but they did finish second. And so I, I, I would be a little scared of the Lions too because that run game, you look at Jared Goff does just enough and that defense does play with the kneecap biting that Dan Campbell talked about, even though, thank God, he doesn't say that anymore. Uh, but the Lions are a scary team. And so I, I think it is. If, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, it's Vikings, Lions, Packers, I still think the Bears have a long way to go, but Packers and Bears are going to be right there. Now, again, Justin Fields, depending on what offensive coordinator they, they uh, or sorry, what offense they decide to run, and if they can find him another receiver or two, because the Bears run game, it does not need a running back because Jay, uh, Justin Fields is going to make you the number. They have the best running attack in the in NFL, so they don't need a running back. They need receivers so that when he does the RPO, like the Eagles with A.J. Brown, with Devontae Smith, with uh, Goddard, like you need guys, you need those guys. And the Bears, for like what four straight years, have picked a tight end in the draft, and none of them have really done anything. So, I, you know, I think this is the goal to look in the offseason to see who they can bring in, who can work in this offense. And so we'll see. But Justin Fields, to me, like I said, is Jalen Hurts light. Um, but we do have Javen Hunter coming up in the Hanging Around Johnson segment next. Uh, and make sure you guys remember if you want to uh, check out the Minnesota football party four days a week from Monday to Thursday. Get your Vikings fix with Arif Hassan, Luke Inman, Luke Bryan, and Sam Ekstrom on Locked On Sports. And remember, this is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. Just go to fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started today. And we have a word from our sponsors. Let me tell you a little more about FanDuel. FanDuel.com backslash locked on allows you to access the no sweat First bet. Yes, you can get up to $1,000 back if your first bet for some re uh, reason doesn't win. The no sweat first bet, a great way to get in the action as a new customer. NBA coming down the stretch, NHL, college basketball, so many ways to bet. If you're me, you're checking out those golf lines, the Arnold Palmer Invitational coming up. I'm excited about that. FanDuel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlays that's Ron's favorite. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on for the no sweat first bet. Make every moment more with FanDuel.
Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. And now it's time for the Hangin' Around Johnson segment. As I earlier said, we got Javen Hunter joining us. Detroit Country Day played with David Weber. Uh, Chris Weber's little brother in high school played football, decided to stay with football. He was a really good basketball player. I remember uh, played against him growing up like he played for the family. I played down at Powell. And so, you know, we saw him every once in a while down there. Uh, but Javen went on to play for Notre Dame. And then randomly after knowing a guy in high school, myself, him, Bart Scott, all end up with the Baltimore Ravens uh, in 2002. And so Javen Hunter is joining me on the Hang Around Johnson segment. Javen, I appreciate you for joining me, man. Uh, I want to jump out there, man. Like you, you grew up as a Detroit kid. Your dad played for the Lions, um, you know, but you didn't want to stay at Michigan. You picked Notre Dame. Uh, you didn't want to go to Michigan State. Why? Why did you pick Notre Dame over being an in-state uh, recruit? Wow, man, I have I haven't gotten asked that question in a long time, <laughs> man. <laughs> but yeah, man, honestly. Uh, I was, uh, you know, All-American in, in, in football. Uh, you know, I had, you know, probably over 50 uh, offers my senior year. And so with that being said, I, I, I tried to narrow it down to five schools. I, I can't even remember the five schools. I just know that, you know, North Carolina uh, and Notre Dame were my top two at the, end, at the end. You know, North Carolina had a great season. had Dre Bly yep. and those guys. Um, uh, Jeff Saturday uh, was on that team in 97. So... Um, I narrowed it down to those two schools. And so, um, you know, my recruiter at Notre Dame was Urban Meyer. And so Urban Meyer called me the first day that you could call, uh, you know, high school athletes. Uh, he called me at 1201. So he showed me, you know, his interest in me. And, you know, that at that time, the Notre Dame offense was slow and slow when I was there also, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were looking for, you know, speedy receivers like like myself. And so, uh, I thought Urban did a, a great job recruiting me at that time, you know, you know, made me feel like they were going to pass the ball. And, you know, um, you know, we kind of get back to, you know, the Rocket Ismail days. And, uh, you know, and also at that time, David Terrell committed uh, right before me. So I said, OK, I said, because David and I, I think we were the, and, and Marquise Walker were the top three receivers in, in, in that class. And so, um, you know, uh, you know, I thought we were going to have something special. So um, I kind of spurned, you know, Michigan and, and, and chose Notre Dame. Yeah, and, and you could have picked basketball, too, because you were a really good basketball player in high school, played on some really good country day teams. Uh, the country day lineage, you look at Shane Battier, you got Chris Weber, you had David Weber. Uh, you know, why, why did you pick football over basketball? Honestly, it was, it was a tough decision, man. But, you know, uh, having been – uh, strongly recruited in football, um, you know, I, I made a decision to, to, to stick to football. You know, being a, a six-foot guy, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to, to make some noise, you know, in basketball competing against, you know, guys that's six, five and up. And so it's, it's, it's a short list of guys that was able to make noise 
at, at that size, man. So, you know, um, you know, just trying to find the best path uh, to the next level, um, not college, but the NBA or NFL. Um, I, I thought I would have the best opportunity in, in, in the NFL. So uh, that's what I chose. But basketball, man, any chance I got, I was playing basketball, man. You know, any, you know, the off season, you know, that was part of my workout regimen, hooping. Uh, you know, we used to hoop it in, in, in Baltimore. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, I, I love basketball and, and, you know, that love, you know, kind of manifested it, manifested itself with my two boys. Yeah. I was gonna say, cause I remember, uh, yeah, like I think my third year there, like we started hooping at Cal Ripken's house and, you know, yeah, yeah. like Randy Himes, Terry Jones, Delius Thomas, oh, yeah. and, you know, uh, Carmelo Anthony would show up. I think he was like a right. high school kid back then. And, yeah, um, so when you, when you think about that time, though, man, like, you know, you, you coming out of Detroit, going to Notre Dame, you end up a Baltimore Raven. And uh, I don't think I ever told this. I haven't told the story on the show yet, I don't think. Uh, and so I do want to apologize to you first because I knew Ray Lewis was coming to our room. Like, I knew it. Like, he, like, <laughs> because, so I got to publicly apologize for not warning you that Ray Lewis, but I was scared. Like, we all knew what Ray was about. And I was like, I, I'm like, okay, if you're not going to mess with me, you're just going to mess with Javen. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to stand in your way. And so I don't know if you remember this story, but in the lunchroom, we had to stand up on the table. We had to yeah. say what round we were drafted in. We had to sing a song. And I don't right. remember, I don't know if like you didn't want to sing or, or you couldn't. Think, you, right. And so the the punishment, if you don't sing, they're going to punish you. Like I think Airy and Airy got punished because he didn't show up. He held out for like the first week. That's so like right. Airy, I think got taped to like the goalposts. Uh, shaving cream. I think they taped you to like the doorway. Uh, they put you in the ice tub. But well, what they did was they. I think it was Ed. More so was Ed Hartwell though. I think so. They somehow got in my room. Yep. My suitcase and stuff, and just threw all my stuff down the hall. You know, of the hotel where we were staying in. So, you know, I had to try to find find all my stuff and and all that. So. You know, yeah, because they took your car, they took your car and put your car at like a <laughs> at like a, another place and put a for sale sign. So people was calling you talking about oh, I can get a brand new escalade with 20 inch with 24 inch rims for 10,000 And I'm like <laughs> Oh man, yeah. And so yeah, yeah. And, but like I I I knew it, but by the time I figured out what they were gonna do, it was like too late because I saw Ray come down. And yeah, I think it was Hartwell with Ray because it was linebackers. They was bullies. And uh, I just remember him saying like, all right, rookie, get out the way or, or you next. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I got to follow yeah, that. I saw I'm like, all my stuff. Yeah, it was funny, though. It was funny, though. Like, you know, to see, you see, see your stuff out there. I said, all right, man, it's part of the deal. I actually felt, you know, because, you know, we come in as rookies. Right. You know, you try to you try to make a make make some headway, man. You right. try to make a name for yourself. So um it kind of made me feel part of the part of the team you know yeah. part of the crew and it was like an initiation so uh you know because i think guys that they wouldn't worried about they wouldn't stay along stay on on the team too much longer they they wouldn't do nothing to so right you know i think we were we were fortunate uh to have uh you know uh got in and played our rookie year yeah because i remember the uh like chris McAllister. i forgot who else they jumped me and tried to tape me up, but what they didn't realize at that time, I was like 228. So it took <laughs> took like two, three of them <laughs> to get me. And then eventually right. I just gave up because I'm like, y'all gonna keep right. fighting. Like, I right. give up. It is what it is. Yeah. So yeah. I just gave up. They taped me up. They threw me in the cold tub. 
And I was like, and then I just, I, and then I didn't struggle. So then they was like, man, this ain't even fun. Cause I wasn't sitting there like, oh, this is cold. I just, I had, I forgot one of the veterans that told me like, man, if you don't struggle, they'll leave you alone. And so I just stopped struggling. I'm like, all right, they take me up, threw me in there, left me alone. So yeah, so I, I do agree though. Like that was, that was kind of one of those things. And then, you know, as we went on, uh, you know, like we were the youngest team in the NFL at that point. I think we had like 19 rookies end up making the team or 19 first or second year guys uh, were on that team. And so we were like one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Um, but Javen, I remember too, uh, Jay, no, Jay Din was born because I, I don't, I don't have the picture. I don't know who has a picture, but Jay, and I remember being in the lobby and Jaden was born. And that's when I felt old. And I saw, cause I saw them Purdue play Minnesota. And I'm like, man, that name sounds familiar. And then I realized it. And that's when I started to feel old. I'm like, man, this dude, like, I remember when this dude was born and now he's an NBA yeah. all-star, you know, he's, he's in the NBA. Uh, but you are now a pawpaw, as you say, you're a grandpa. Uh, yeah. How does that mindset, man? Cause I like at 42, I definitely <laughs> don't feel like no grandpa, but I right. do. I did think back to like when my mom had me and my grandma was in her, like she had to be like 48 or some 50. So I'm like, I get it. But how do you yeah. feel? Cause 42, man, like that's, that's young for pawpaw, but your yeah. grandpa, man, like how does, how does that mindset now change for you? Yeah, honestly, it's it's exciting, man. You know, um, you know, Jaden's a very mature kid, right? Um, yeah. You know, and so he's he's very excited. He's very excited about being a father, and so I'm just as equally excited as being a, a, a papa, man. You know, we have, I think we have a lot to to pass on. Yeah. Right. And so it's just exciting to have a boy that we can pass it on to, right? So he was born two days ago um you know and i think they they just got him home last night so you know it's exciting man obviously i'm gonna be a young young papa so that's <laughs> that's good i think i could uh you know enjoy spending time with him right um and and getting out there and hooping with him and stuff i still try to hoop a little bit so um it's gonna be fun watching him grow up man it's just i'm just happy the way more, more than happy the way Jaden has turned out not only yeah. Obviously, as an athlete, but he's just a great kid, man. He's just a good kid. Obviously, I'm, he's a man now. He just turned 21. So, um, you know, I, it's just been a been a joy to watch him grow up. And, um, you know, we, we just want to pass that on to his son. Yeah, man. And, and so at what age, when you think back to hooping, because I know a lot of guys now that are professional athletes that have sons, um, and I talk yeah. to them all the time about it, because I got two daughters, so mine now is just softball, yeah. volleyball. Uh, but when I talk to a lot of guys with sons, it's like, at what point did you, did your son start dominating you? So at what point did Jaden, <laughs> did Jaden start, <laughs> like, at what age was it when you was like, man, I can't, I can't stop this dude. Like he, he's faster than me now. He's dunking or jumping or shooting step backs, you know, like at what point did you start to realize that? Well, you can ask him at no point has he dominated me <laughs> at no point, but it was a time when I, when uh, I I knew he he had some ability though. He did beat me one time. Um, he was just shooting. He wouldn't post me up. I would try to post him up because he didn't have his strength yet. But uh, I I really realized he could shoot. Like he could really shoot with the best of them, man. So, uh, and I was like between his. I was about his sophomore to junior year. You know, in in between there um, of college or high school. And, uh, high school. Okay. High school. Yeah, high school, you know, uh, I think he was 14. So uh, I really saw he was developing, he was getting tall, 
you know, and Jaden had to grow into his athleticism, man. He used to have his big, really big feet as a kid, yeah. right? So he had to kind of grow into his body. So it was almost like he was learning his ability in high school. So he's kind of a late bloomer. So, um, you know, in between that sophomore and junior year, I said, this kid is going to be, he's going to be nice, man. He's starting to realize his ability, his confidence is growing. And then, you know, you just saw him take off, man, after, after uh, his junior year and then all the way up into to, to when he got to Purdue. So you're telling me right now, though, at this point, 42 versus 21. <laughs> I'm he, still he, trying to body him, man. I'm still <laughs> trying to, you know, elbow him, man. You know, he's still. <laughs> so he has a, but I say he hasn't dunked on you yet then. Heck no. Heck no. Hell no. I won't <laughs> let that happen. <laughs> and so looking at Notre Dame, uh, you know, you, you, his mother, Nael, um, cause I remember when she was playing with the mystics. Now she just won, um, uh, the, the, whatever ACC, I think. So they just won their, their conference tournament. Uh, yeah. but for, cause a lot of people, you know, and, and I think both of you, both of you could hoop. She could hoop. You could hoop. A lot of people always just assume, Oh, mom hoop dad football. So she got hooping from mom, but right. you know, you played as well. But when you look at that, you know, two parents heavily in the sports, one still coaching basketball every single day, how much has that been in kind of pouring into Jaden? Yeah, I, you know, honestly, it was it was a blessing. You know, as a father, um, you know, you you don't want to kind of impart your dreams on, on your child, right? Um, but you know, the 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 want to be an athlete just automatically uh, came to Jaden, and then with his mom. Um, being a custodial parent and, and being a, a coach, um, he's had access to the gym. You know, he's always in the gym. And so that was good for me as a father. I said, I don't have to worry about him trying to get into the gym because he's, he's gonna, automatically going to be there. So, um, you know, he got a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, practice, um, a lot of just, just uh, sheer, sheer uh, practice from osmosis, just being around his mom and being in the gym and, uh, being around those Notre Dame girls, and then you, you add his natural ability, you know, being being a hunter, um, you know, you you've seen all, all that come together. So uh, just very proud of him. You know, happy to see his success. And so far, uh, he's got a long way to go, um, but he's you know he's he's willing to put the work in. So uh, we're happy about that. Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on the next time when the, when the Pistons play the uh, Timberwolves up here in Minnesota. Uh, one last oh, one before yeah. we jump into the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Uh, Javen, your dad, you brought that up, Hunter. Um, and again, I, I knew uh, my dad called him Zipper because uh, I think he had like a <laughs> neck surgery or something. Uh, your dad, right, had like a neck yeah. surgery, didn't he, or yeah, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember. Yeah. So I remember my dad was telling me, you know, you know, zipper, like, oh yeah, man, that's Hunter, blah blah. Like he had the neck thing and Billy Sims, and so I would always hear those stories about when they played uh, the Lions and so on and so forth. But you know, having a dad in sports, like I know exactly what that's like. Uh, but from your perspective, man, like how how was that? Like what what is something now that you look back on at your dad? Because I know personally, like I just had Mel Blunt on here. You know, I've sat down with Franco Harris, uh, me and Joe Green and all those guys. And when I was in my 20s, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care about yeah. Tony Dungy or, you know, sitting down and talking to Lynn Swan. Uh, you know, I look back at the pictures now and I'm like, man, like I was right. in the room with Hall of Famers, but I just right. I, now I appreciate it. Like, I just had Mel Blunt on the show and I appreciate all the words, all the stories. Like he told me a Billy Sims story 
uh, about my dad and the steel curtain and how my dad like went off on the steel curtain basically like oh dude, this ain't no damn steel curtain blah blah because billy sims i think rushed like 200 <laughs> yards on him <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. um <laughs> he, he basically i think my he said my dad said something like man steel curtain my ass like what the hell's going on right now because <laughs> billy sims was killing him and my dad wanted to hype it up because he's from detroit so they was back in detroit so he was pissed off that in front of all his family and friends they was getting run down right. but when you look at it now, man, what's something that you learn from your dad or, or something that you keep with you, man, that your dad taught you? Man, everything, everything, uh, just the value of hard work, you know, um, you know, the the importance of dreaming. Right. You know, it was, uh, you know, something I wanted to do is to be a professional athlete mm -hmm. and, and just being around him, you know, uh, and having that person in your family that was a professional athlete, it made it. Uh, real for me it made it a possibility for me and so uh, that was something I was able to pass on onto on my kids you know it's just something that um, you know you're going to have the ability to do now it's just putting it in, in the work and um, you know you know making it happen and so um, you know just being around my dad the confidence that he had um, you know um, I used to hear stories about how good he was how fast he was the athleticism he had and 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 so you know, that just made me want to be better than him, to be honest. You know, I wanted to show people my ability. I knew that was my, my father, and I, I wanted to show what I could bring to the table. So, um, you know, I really put in the work to, to try to, you know, get to that next level, man. But uh, just, you know, having, you know, fathers that played in the NFL at the highest level, man, you know, it just made us want to want to get there as well, man. And it, and it put that, that, uh, that want to in us. And, uh, you know, it, it, I'm just blessed and, and happy that I had the father I had. And, uh, you know, he kept me in, in the fact that he kept me around the game. Yeah, man. And so uh, one, one last one real quick. When you think about that, you know, getting to the highest level, you know, being a professional athlete, and then you have sons. Your other son plays basketball, too. <laughs> like, yeah. are, did none of your sons want to pick up a football or what happened? <laughs> Honestly, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were they was they were done with basketball or I mean I'm sorry, football early. But Jaden actually played football uh for about four or five years. After eighth grade, he put it down. And okay. I was kinda worried about him because I didn't see uh the 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 you know the the want to in basketball. Like he was kind of timid at, at that age. And I was like, Man, you're selling yourself short, man. You need to play football. And then he, he was like, All right, I'm gonna show you. And he did. And he okay. did. And and so uh, and so Jordan is kind of the same way. He he only played two years of, of uh, tackle football, and then I was cool with it. I saw you know uh, you know Jaden progress, and I was like, I'm I'm cool with with, with with football, man. And and you know the love that I have for basketball. I said if that's the plan A you want to go with, go with it. So I'm I'm, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, man. And I and I've seen Jordan's little highlights and stuff. And so, you know, he has an older brother now in the NBA. So he has a lot he can pull for you. You know, you over here like LeVar Ball, man. You you, you just you might you might as well just create you a little like a clothing company or something, man. You gotta you gotta LeVar Ball that thing. Just start showing up or, or like T Morant. Just yeah. just don't end up in a fight. Don't end up in a fight against Shannon right. Sharp like T Morant. Like, you know, don't yeah. be that dad, yeah. you know. <laughs> I just met T, man. He's a he's a cool guy, man. I think. You know, I just met him at the All-Star game. So uh, we kind of uh, try to develop a relationship. Uh, Jai and, and Jaden already have a relationship. So um, he's a cool guy, man. I, I know, you know, that stuff was just something that happened, man. Uh, oh, yeah. He didn't know, even want to be involved. He just wanted to be over right. there. 
He wasn't yeah, trying yeah. to really be involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's trying to calm it down. You know, right. Shannon Sharp was the one amping it up, man. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, T's a, T's a cool guy, man. I, li- I like him. Yeah, that's when it happened. I said, I was like, T. Morant really didn't want to fight nobody. He just wanted to be over there, maybe calm it down, just be in the scene. Like, what's going on? What's happening over here? Like, he made it worse because Shannon think everybody trying to fight him. So, yeah, man. But everybody was coming at him. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I told him I was turning on the TV one day and see Javon Hunter courtside about to, about to, about to get into it with somebody. Like, come on, man. <laughs> No, nah, I'm low key. You know me. <laughs> yeah. We got the daily three coming up. That's three questions, three minutes each. Myself, Sam, and Javen. We're going to jump into this. But remember, people, Locked On Sports is a par partner with Care 11, the local NBC. Check out care11.com backslash locked on for all the links to every one of our locked on shows. We have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. A quick word from Built Bar. You can get Built Bars in a number of different ways now, not only online at Built.com, promo code LOCKDOWN15, but you can go to the pharmacy section of Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box. Why do you want Built Bars? Because they are so delicious with 100% real chocolate. Their flavors are creative and amazing with churro and peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. And the health factor, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar. I don't know how Built does it. They nail it every single time. Got the Built Bar Puffs, got the standard Built Bars. You even have the new Built Granola options. Built Bar in Walmart or Sam's Club now. Get some Built Bars today. Well, it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. All right, Javen, first question for you. Give you some time, and then Ron can chime in as well. Um, you both came into the league in 2002 with the Baltimore Ravens and who else came into the league at that time? It was Ed Reed. So you're both on the offensive (laughs) side of the ball. I'm curious what it was like in practice going up against this new safety coming onto the scene and Ed Reed. Man, I I loved it. I loved it. Anytime I could go against Ed Reed and also Chris McAllister, I was pulling out my best stuff, man. I was, <laughs> I was going at him. That was my time to shine, man. You know, and I knew Ed couldn't, couldn't check me. I knew he couldn't do nothing with me. So I was, I was coming at him. I was coming at him, but, <laughs> and Ron too, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to see the progression of, of, of Ed and uh, you know, the way his career went, uh, it, it was amazing, man. I mean, uh, I, 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 I honestly, I don't think anybody can, pre- can predict the career that Ed had. I mean, he's one of the best safeties of all time. So, uh, you know, we came in, we were young guys, you know, trying to, trying to make a name for ourselves. Um, you know, so it, it was great to see Ed have the success that he, that he had. And, um, but I, I can't say I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, I say for me, I don't think I went against Ed much until maybe my third year when I moved to kind of did like the tight end and receiver role uh ended up going to the Bears and just playing tight end so um that's kind of when I started to see Ed Reed more when I was in the box uh you know having to block him was probably the toughest because as a slot receiver at you know by that time I think I was like 230 and so having to try to block him it made me better because like again when I went to the Bears blocking became easy because I'm like nobody's moving as fluid as Ed Reed nobody guesses the snap count as well as Ed Reed um and in practice I mean and Javen remembers this our defense led our team so our defense dictated practice so if the defense was having a bad practice we were gonna have to keep going 
Like, so <laughs> it was, it was one of those, like, you know, like certain teams, whatever the head coach really, or whatever leads the team, that's got to have the best ending. And it was always about the defense. And so for me, one-on-ones, it was Gary Baxter and Chris McAllister, but definitely mm-hmm. in like special teams. But I think I learned a ton from every special teams. Like, I mean, that ball behind me, uh, like I wouldn't have had two scoops without every blocking the punt, you know, and like mm-hmm. I, I, people send me videos now all the time of special teams, like celebrations or whatever. And I'm always somewhere right around there with every, because we were the two end guys coming off the edge, trying to get to the punt. And then I realized I'm like, man, instead of me trying to block it, I'm going to just wait. Cause I think air block, like in my two years, I think he blocked probably eight yeah, punts. Yeah. And then Bart Scott yeah. blocked one when I scored against the wow. I think Bengals or Browns. And so, yeah, so at that point, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to try to – I'm going to hold up and wait for the ball to hit the ground, and then I'm going to get the I'm gonna get the shine and get the touchdown and dance. But uh, I, I'd say sitting next to his locker too, man, like because it was him, it was me, him, and then uh, Ray Lewis. And so just picking up that knowledge of like the stuff Ray would tell Ed as far as like, man, make sure you get to sleep tonight, make sure you do this. Like those two – and they're still boys, uh, but they, you know, those two always had little nuggets of like what to do, which I didn't listen all the time, but I definitely look back at that now. What you got next, Sam? All right, let's get an NBA question in there. East or West, Javen, which conference is going to produce the NBA champion this season? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Now, the West is so tough, man. I mean, you've got, you've got Memphis, you've got Denver. Um, you know, I got the Kings sneaking in there. Um, and then when you look at the East, you've got two of the best teams in the league. You got Boston and you got Milwaukee. Um, and I forgot about Phoenix on the West, but that's my pick in the West. I think I can't, I, I can't go. I know Chris Paul is hungry. I don't want to go against KD. And then, you know, when Devin Booker comes back, I think they're going to be really dangerous. And then you got Aiden in the middle. So I, I, I like, I like Phoenix in the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say Devin Booker with, with if they're healthy, Devin Booker with Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. That reminds me of the Wizards, like that. Or I'm sorry, the Warriors. That reminds me of that Warriors team with Ayton can get you the rebounds. He can do the dirty work. He's yeah. gonna get the lobs from Chris Paul. They can't combine the lane. To, they can't come down in the lane too much because you're gonna have Booker and Kevin Durant on either side of you if you're Chris Paul. Exactly. So you gotta honor both shooters, stuff. both scores, and so. If it's somebody from the West, I think it's going to be the Suns. But it's hard to go against Giannis right now. When you watch him play, nobody – once he gets ahead of steam, like, nobody can stop yeah. him. Like, yeah. he just dunks on everybody because he's ambidextrous, <laughs> so he can dunk with the left, dunk with the right. I mean, he dunks it sometimes. I'm like, how did he even dunk that? And so, <laughs> like, in the East, I think the only team – I just feel like the Celtics are going to crumble. They always crumble in the end. Uh, I feel like the Bucks can do it or the Suns, and those are my two – um that i think but if i had to pick one a healthy suns team it's hard to go against kd with devin booker because kd's been waiting for another chance to get with another score like steph curry and devin booker's right up there what you got next sam yeah bucks and suns that'd be a good rematch of uh of 2021 yeah exactly last last question it's nfl combine week so i I want you guys to reflect think about what your pre-draft process was like back in 2002 and think about what it is today. Do you think that it was more rigorous or less rigorous for you guys 20 years ago than it is now for these new rookies? Honestly, uh, by sheer evolution, I would say it's more uh, scrutinized now. These athletes or these football players now, um, you know, it's just, and then you look at Demora Smith and him wanting to go away from the NFL Combine. That tells you tells you right there. I mean, 
Um, and I think he called it a slave auction, which <laughs> I know I, I, that wasn't me. But, um, you know, definitely more scrutinized now, man. I think, you know, you've got more things to pick apart. You've got so, social media, you know, and, and you get guys in. And the only thing uh, that they're trying to do is just, you know, devalue their, their, their draft uh, um, status. So um, you know, I, I just think that they've got to kind of look at other ways to, to look at these guys. Uh, I think they were trying to trying to implement or, or looking at uh, looking at regional combines, and um, I think uh, there ne needs to be a change because you're just picking part apart guys, and you got guys that may have had outstanding college careers, and then you get them in a the combine and just pick them apart, and they and they lose their draft value. So hmm. um, it's, it's definitely more scrutinized now. You've got more things to touch on. Yeah, yeah, I'd say uh, physically. I think it was more physical back then. Uh, there was oh, a lot yeah. more stuff asked of you. Um, I'd say from a mental, it's heavier now because of social media. Every single thing's on social media, every meeting you have. Like, I mean, I'm seeing reporters now report so-and-so just had a meeting, a formal meeting, because JV, remember that? You get like five teams that put a card uh, in your in your book, and those are the five teams that want to sit with you. And then, of course, you get right. some informal uh, meetings. Like I had an informal with the Colts. Uh, because of Tony Dungy and my dad and Tony bought me in the room. The first thing he said is, well, we're not drafting a receiver. Just to let you know, but I just wanted to talk to you and uh, give <laughs> you a, talk to you. <laughs> he just want to talk to me, give me a heads up of what yeah, to expect yeah, yeah. for the rest of the teams I'm going to yeah. meet with, uh, which I, I appreciate it. Like at the time I'm like, dude, why am I in here then? Like, come on, man. Like I could talk to you later, uh, but I, I do appreciate, you know, like he's, he's my uncle. So I'm like, I get it. Like I get what you're trying to do. Um, but now, like I just saw a report of like, this player met with the Steelers. This player met with the Steelers and he hit it off of Mike Tomlin. This player met with the Giants. And it's like every single thing is scrutinized now. So I think mentally it's tough too because uh, you might have a meeting with a team and then you look on Twitter and that team's like, yeah, they met with so-and-so and they weren't impressed. And it's like, damn, like I thought we had a good meeting. Like <laughs> you're already, yeah. you already telling Adam Schefter yeah. you weren't happy with my answers? Um, so I think it, I think mentally it can drain kids, which is probably why you're right. Like Demore Smith, they're trying to find a better way to put the teams at more of a like, hey, we got to run out. I need you guys to do more stuff. I need you guys to get out to these players versus these players all coming to you. And also, I think, what is it, 266 or 350 kids get invited? They're trying to get more kids to be seen so the regional would make more sense where you can maybe have four yeah. combines and each one has 300 plus kids. So you got the West Coast, you got the South, right. you got the, the Midwest, and then you got the East. Um, but now you're getting those four locations and you get more guys invited because all of a sudden now uh, the guy you didn't even know, you're like, oh, especially the black college. I mean, now black college has a combine too, which is great. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I agree. I think it's more uh, mentally draining for these guys right now. Um, but, Javen, before we get out of here, I always give the players one last chance. If you could go back in time and write a letter to yourself or, you know, there's a time capsule. They always do this in movies. Ooh. You get a time capsule. You could put some in the time capsule for the younger you to open. Uh, so, like, you went back to the future, which I never understood that term because the future is forward. <laughs> you can't go back to it, but whatever. But you're going back <laughs> and you're going to tell your younger self could be the 15 year old Javen could be the 22 year old Javen with the Ravens Ooh. could be whatever. You're going to give yourself a piece of advice to help you out in your uh, you know, life right now. What would you go back and tell yourself? I would say focus on plan A. Focus on plan A. And I say that to say, uh, you know, when I chose to commit to Notre Dame, 
I chose for the wrong reasons, man. I chose to to go there. Uh, I was like, if it doesn't work out, if I don't get a chance to play in the NFL, if I get hurt or injured, you know, I have this education to fall back on. Mm -hmm. You know, if I would have chose Plan A and say, listen, I'm a, I'm gonna make it. I'm going I'm going to I'm going to school to play football, and I'm gonna get my education. Um, I, I, it wouldn't have been Notre Dame, right? Uh, I, so I chose it for the wrong reasons. And so that's something I tried to uh, pass on to my, my, my boys, uh, especially Jaden, when he was making his decision, I said, go with, go with your heart, man. Pick, pick, make your decisions with your heart and not your head. And, and it worked out for him. So, um, you know, that's the advice I would give myself, you know, uh, go with plan A and go with your heart, not your head. Hey, I love it, man. We well, appreciate you for joining me on the Ron Johnson show. We have to get you back during the uh, tournament because I know you got a lot of basketball uh, takes. So once they, uh, I got Karan Riley coming up. I got Jay, oh, uh, James Theus is going to join us. Mateen okay. Cleaves. Uh, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna jump into this basketball because football season is dwindling. We still got the combine. We still got the OTAs and the draft. But we're gonna get some yeah. basketball talking. So I had to get you back on here for that. But man, I want to appreciate you for joining me on the Ron Johnson show. Uh, and man, man, I'm, I'm very thankful. And I uh, would we'll definitely have to link up next time you're, you know, either I'm in your area, you're out in my area or something. We'll have to make sure we link Absolutely, up. Man. Um, Absolutely. But if you want, but I want the fans to remember, if you want Endless Vikings Talk, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. We can find all of our videos, all of our shows, and instant podcasts after every game. And the Vikings press conference is delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos and leave your thoughts in the comment section below. And let us know what you think. Is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? Is he going to play for the Packers? Or is it going to be the other? Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.